Lord, we do thank you for this opportunity to gather in again in your name at the beginning of a week. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us, your long-suffering and your mercy and that precious blood that you spilt, you shed yourself for us on Calvary's tree. We do pray, Lord, that you will just help us in this meditation, that we would be able to be encouraged in it even, to come before the Lord, our Saviour, and make our requests known, even this day. We pray these things in your name, Lord, and for your sake. Amen. Uh, I wonder if we could turn just to Isaiah chapter 43, just to look at uh, one verse to start us off in this little meditation. It's uh, Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 19. Isaiah says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Well, the Lord says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. A way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I don't know about you, but I feel that I'm walking in the wilderness in these days in particular. And they are quite difficult days for most people. But if we just consider for a few minutes today, before we get down to prayer, just considering that the Lord led his own people out of Egypt, straight into that wilderness, <laughs> straight into it. They were saved from death by that blood sprinkling on the lintels of their houses. The angel passed over. They were brought out of Egypt with a strong arm by the Lord. Across that Red Sea that represents salvation straight into the desert. And that was their journey for some time, as we know. And the Lord led his people into that desert and through that desert and out of that desert or wilderness situation. Into it, through it, and out of it. And obviously there was a reason for the, the Lord tells us the reason was to humble his people and to make sure that they obeyed him. And the Lord did say he would be with them, even in the wilderness. And even in that land of great drought, the Lord was with them. Hosea says that, he says, I know thee in the wilderness, in the land of great drought. And the Lord led him out of that wilderness after that period of time was over. And Joshua was the man to lead them out. He was told to go and be courageous, be strong and of good courage. And led the children across the River Jordan into the good land, into the land that the Lord had prepared for them. Well, that's a very brief <laughs> summary of the Lord's dealing with his people in and through and out of the wilderness. But 
I was wondering if, uh, you know, we feel today that that is the situation. We're a wilderness generation. If we feel that today, uh, is there any encouragement at all in this wilderness situation? Is there any hope for us in it? Well, yes, there's plenty. And I just uh, was reading briefly through some of the encouragements there were in that wilderness situation. And uh, then we can look maybe at what this new thing is that the Lord is going to do. Well, here's just very briefly, here's a few of the encouragements, and there are many. First of all, uh, when they came to uh, Mara, and they were very thirsty, they found that the water wasn't good. It was bitter. And Moses threw in a tree or a log into that water, and he made it sweet. These are well-known accounts that we have read often. And, well, how does that relate to us? Well, the cross makes our life sweet because the Lord has done a work for us, has saved us, has redeemed us. That's the sweetness of life, what the Lord has done for us. Moses threw that tree into the water. That tree was an application of the cross in each of our lives. And it's wonderful. And we can rejoice in it. And we can find sweetness in what the Lord has done for miserable, rotten, hell-deserving sinners. It's sweet that we're saved and redeemed. And then if you think about um, the next incident that happened, actually, it was Elam. The children of Israel journeyed, and they were led each step of the way. Sometimes they moved, sometimes they stopped. It's a bit like our lives sometimes. You think you're getting somewhere. You think you're moving ahead in prayer. You think you're moving ahead in the word of God. And then sometimes we stop. We think, you know, what's happening? That's the way in the wilderness. And at Elam, there were 12 springs or, or wells of water and 70 palm trees. <laughs> what a wonderful picture of an oasis, a place of rest and refreshment. And we can find times where we are refreshed in the word of God. We can find a rest in the Lord. We can find we're at a junction in our life, which is like an oasis. The Lord is helping. We're knowing the Lord's peace in our hearts. And it's a wonderful time. And we'd just love, love to be there for a long time. Resting, being refreshed in the word of God, being helped by the Holy Spirit. What a wonderful place to be. But the people journeyed on and they came to Horeb, another well-known place. The people were thirsty. They were so thirsty. They wanted to stone Moses. Poor Moses, but a very hard time. And Moses smoked the rock and water came out. Water came out to quench the thirst. Water came out to feed all the animals. That must have been some mighty river of water that came out of that rock. And 
Again, Moses smote the rock. The rock was smitten. Tells us about Jesus. The rock of our salvation was smitten. Smitten by God and afflicted on that cross. The Lord himself said, All ye shall be offended of me because it is written, I will smite the shepherd. Why was he smitten on that cross for us? And we're ever so glad and we can rejoice in the fact that God sent his only son into this world to save us. The smitten lamb of God saved us and redeemed us. The people, their thirst was quenched. And that is one thing we can say, that if we're thirsty, if we're thirsty and we come before the Lord, he will quench our thirst. If we long for a resurrection life, the Lord will give it. The Lord himself said in that great day of the feast, he stood up and he cried, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This he spake of the Spirit, that that they which believe on him should receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given. Mark last week was talking about, in Acts 4, the Holy Spirit and the boldness to preach. And we just look at that uh, at the very end. The last thing I want to say is just on this little topic. I don't want to go on too long. Time is running short already. Uh, We were looking a few weeks ago, I think, at Amalek. You remember how uh, Aaron and her lifted up Moses' arms in that battle against Amalek. And they prevailed against Amalek as long as Moses' arms were lifted up. And we... I've already discussed this, but that uh, is a great help, isn't it, in prayer? When, when we can find ourselves in a situation where we're in prevailing prayer and we're getting help in the prayer, we're getting help. How wonderful to be in a prayer meeting. And we can open our mouths and find the Lord himself is helping us in our prayer to make our requests known. It's Holy Spirit help. Is praying in the Holy Spirit when we can, without effort, like the eagle soaring, without any effort at all, come before his throne of grace and make our requests known, knowing that he hears us. How wonderful to be helped by the Holy Spirit in prayer. And it's just one point, one other encouragement to make. And that is, at the very beginning of the people's journey through the land, spies were sent out. And those spies, 12 of them went up to spy out the land. And two came back with a good report, Joshua and Caleb. And those spies at the brook of Eshcol brought back a cluster of grapes that was so large that it had to be carried on a staff by two people. So that's not just your average large cluster of grapes. That's something very special. That is a supernatural 
cluster of grapes. And that's what we're looking for, isn't it? The supernatural evidence of the cross. Even in the wilderness generation, if we had something of the supernatural evidence of what the Lord Jesus has done for us today in our lives, how wonderful it would be. What a wonderful encouragement it would be to have the evidence before us, like a cluster of grapes, a huge cluster, carried between two men, and there were strong men, no doubt. Oh, what a wonderful opportunity we have, even as a wilderness people, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to know something of the evidence of that victory of the cross in our lives. How wonderful when the Lord does something. And just to close off, Mark was just referring us last week to Acts chapter 4. And what does this new thing mean that the Lord's going to do? Well, the Lord is going to send revival. Our generation, uh, I think I'm right in saying our generation has never seen revival. Certainly where I'm from, my generation has never seen it. And this new thing is the Lord pouring out his Holy Spirit on his own people, his church. And we can be encouraged along the way to pray along these lines. No doubt the Lord has encouraged us and will continue to encourage us. But I just thought it was wonderful last week when Mark pointed out some of the things that happened after Pentecost to the church. And I'll just read the verses again because I just thought they were wonderful. This is uh, Acts 4, verse 13. And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, took knowledge of them, that they had been with Jesus. Peter and John had just been up to the temple, just healed the crippled man, done a work in the name of Jesus. And they were able to preach with boldness. And later on in that chapter, it says, and when they prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. This is the new thing that we're looking for. We're looking for revival. We're looking for the Lord to pour out his Holy Spirit. We're looking to be able to preach, like Mark said, with boldness. <laughs> Who are these men? How come they have such confidence and boldness? Only the Holy Spirit is able to do that. So we're looking in these days for the Lord to do a work amongst us, a supernatural work, a work that is well, my generation in this country has never seen a new thing. And we'll get down to the Lord now and ask the Lord about it. What can we do? But ask the Lord, Lord, will you come? Will you send revival? Will you do this new thing amongst us? We pray.